Now, most of the stuff on this list, I didn't even realize was weird until after I'd left the UK, because to me, it seems really normal, but if you spend any time on Reddit or Twitter or something like that, you'll see loads of people being really confused about some of the things in this episode. All right, mate, and welcome to another episode of the Dan Sensei British English Podcast, the podcast for intermediate and advanced level English learners that want to learn more about British culture, British life, and of course, British English. Now, in today's episode, we're talking about weird stuff you can find around the house in the UK. So today, I'm going to try and explain things like why does every sink have two taps? Why do you have carpet in every single room? And what's that little sink next to the big sink for? Let's start by talking about the kitchen. Now, in a kitchen, for me, there are some things that I see and I think, yep, that's normal, but the rest of the world is absolutely baffled. For example, we keep the washing machine in the kitchen. I never saw a problem with that. You know, it's usually built in to the kitchen. The washing machine is there right next to the oven, usually, not directly next to, but in the same room. That's normal to me. Apparently, that's not normal to everyone else in the rest of the world. They're looking at British people like, are you all right, mate? What are you doing? That's just the way it is in England. I'm sorry, I don't know any better than that. But we keep the washing machine in the kitchen because I think maybe it's easier. I don't really know why. I never questioned it. But we keep washing machines in the kitchen and we don't, some people have dryers, but not everyone. We usually have these weird, like, wire things that we hang the clothes on to dry. And we put those next to a radiator. We'll talk a bit more about radiators later on. But for now, washing machines belong in the kitchen. Now, in the kitchen, you're also going to see a lot of people. We have two sinks, right? We have a big sink, which is right next to a small sink. And loads of people like, what's the small sink for? I'll try my best to explain how British people do the dishes. We've got the big sink, right? And we put like a plastic bowl in the sink, fill it with soapy water, and we put all the dirty dishes in that bowl of soapy water to let it soak, right? And then what we'll do is we'll scrub the plate and we put it over the little sink and we rinse it. So we run water on it to take all the soap off into the little sink, not the big sink. And the more I talk about it, the more insane I know this sounds. And then we'll put the plate in the drying rack and let it dry. Now, growing up, we got a dishwasher, like a dishwashing machine, a little later in life. But loads of families don't have a dishwasher, you know. So we use this big sink, little sink combination um, to wash dishes. For me, that's really normal to have the little rinsing sink next to the big sink. But apparently that's not normal either. Uh, just something else to chalk up to UK being weird. Now, another thing you're always going to find in a UK kitchen is a kettle, a little electric kettle. Usually it's plastic outside and you take the top off, you put some water in it, bang the top back on, put it on the stand. The stand is plugged into the wall, click the button and three minutes later, Bob's your uncle, you've got some boiled water presumably for one of the 80 cups of tea you're going to drink that day. 
I don't think I've ever been in a British kitchen that didn't have a kettle. Like, it's just... It, I'm sure it comes with the house. They're just built in. You don't have an option uh, to have a kettle or not have a kettle. You're having a kettle, mate. And, yeah, we use it all the time. Uh, when I came to Japan, actually, one of the first things I bought was a kettle. I went straight to the electric shop bought a kettle because it was weird for me not to have one. When I moved in with my wife, she's like, what's this thing? It's a kettle. What do you think it is? Anyway, we use it to boil water. Now, the thing that's quite wild about a kettle in England is we've the national grid, like the electronic, the electricity company circuit, right? The thing that controls all the electricity in England has something called a TV pickup. And this is so British, right? Because at the end of a popular TV show or sporting event or in the commercial break, everyone in the UK has the same idea at the same time. Go and put kettle on, we'll have a cup of tea. And because of that, there's a massive surge across the entire network where it could literally destroy the entire UK electricity supply if they don't have this security system <laughs> and it's because we all put kettle on at the same time so they've got a tv pickup which is designed to kind of deal with this massive demand on electricity all at the same time from all british people popping the kettle on at the same time that is mental now moving away from the kitchen let's talk about bathrooms the first weird thing you're going to find in a bathroom is a carpet. <laughs> I know some of you watching this now will be like, ah, gross. But yeah, we have carpets in bathrooms usually. I don't think it's as fashionable anymore. Last time I went back to my mum's house, she put tiles down in the bathroom. But growing up, we had carpets. You get out of the bath onto the carpet. You, the carpet, you know, the toilet is in the same room. So the toilet and the is carpet. And now I think about it, it's kind of gross. But that's pretty normal for English people for some reason. We, we have carpets in bathrooms. Now, a UK bathroom is usually a bathtub and a sink and a toilet. It's usually all in the same room. And let's, let's talk about the toilet for a second, right? First of all, we've got kind of two main toilets, I guess. One of them is like a, a chain pull it's like an old style Victorian toilet. Above the toilet there's a water tank and then you pull a chain and it flushes, right? Um, but now modern toilets, you've got this kind of button and it's cut in half. And one side is like a big button and the other side is a little button. And it depends on how big your business were, mate. If you've had a proper hefty dinner, you're gonna have to use that big button. And if you've just had a little, a little tinkle, you use the, the little button to save water. Uh, so that confuses a lot of people as well. Why have you got two buttons on your toilet? That's why, mate, because we're trying to save water. Um, moving away from the toilet, let's go to the sink. The sink is weird. We've got two taps that are not connected. We've got one tap that is for hot water and one tap that is for cold water. And they're not mixed. So every until I left England, I didn't know this was weird. But every other country seems to have one tap with two controls so you can make water that's of a reasonable temperature. It doesn't work that way in England, my friend. You've got the choice of boiling hot, it's going to take the skin off your hand, or freezing cold and you're going to have pain in all your joints for the rest of the day because your hands are freezing. 
and you can't mix the two. You've got to choose which one you want. So I remember as a kid, what I would do is I'd do like this between the hot and cold tap to try and get a mix. Obviously, you can just put the plug in the sink, fill it with water of a decent temperature and wash your hands in that, but that's a lot of effort, isn't it? So British people just got used to washing our hands with cold water most of the time. It's a bit weird, isn't it? The bath is the same, by the way. Usually bathtubs are exactly the same. You have the hot and the cold tap and yeah, you can't really, you know, I always remembered I would be in the bath and I'd accidentally touch the hot tap, like oh, bloody hell, that would, that would be hot. And it doesn't make sense at all. The more I think about it, it doesn't make sense, but that's exactly how it is. Another weird thing about British bathrooms is there's no plugs. We don't have any electric plugs in the bathroom usually. Growing up, we had zero, zero plugs in the bathroom. Nowadays, I think some people maybe have one for electric shavers, maybe. But growing up, we didn't have plugs because it was too easy to get electrocuted. What happens if the water jumped out of the bath into the plug while you were drying your hair? Disaster. We usually do all that stuff in the bedroom, you know, drying your hair or whatever. So yeah, you're not gonna find any plug sockets in a UK bathroom, but you will find carpets. So yeah, that's a bit weird, isn't it? Oh, and speaking of electric, you won't find a light switch in that room either, usually. It's gonna be in two places. Either it's on the outside of the room, before you go into the room, it's on the wall, the little switch, which is weird. Or it's gonna be like a pull string from the roof. Like there's no clicky light switch in the room. It's like a little, cable like ding dong and it turns the light on or off yeah weird the worst part about that is sometimes you'll have this little pull thing but i remember when i went to my grandma's house she would have like a like a, a warning thing like if something went wrong in the house she could pull the warning and like the warning cable and it'd alert someone that there's a problem and maybe they'd send an ambulance or something and god forbid if you pulled wrong one mate you had to be very careful that you are pulling the right not chain, what's the word? String. If you pulled wrong one, warden would be round. So you have to be careful with that. Yeah, British bathrooms, weird places. The last thing I want to talk to you about today with British houses is temperature control. First thing that's weird to a lot of people is we don't have air conditioning. We don't have an air conditioning unit um, because basically England doesn't get that warm. Maybe one day a year, we're like, oh, I wish I had air con. But rest it, yeah, you don't need it, so you don't think about it. When there's a heat wave in England, what you'll find is everybody has like a million of those like plug-in um, movable fans and they just blow hot air at you, you know, those kind of things. So we use those when it's too hot or, you know, open the windows or open the doors, let some fresh air in. And all the bugs, all the mosquitoes, all the bees and wasps, they all come inside as well because we don't have those like mesh screens when i came to japan every window has got like a, a mesh screen to stop bugs getting inside and i came here i'm like that's an absolutely awesome idea i wonder why british people don't do that because we don't we're, we're idiots what can i tell you but we don't have that so all bugs come in your house so you can't open windows when it's too hot otherwise you'll be living in a beehive and then if it's hot, we haven't got air con, so you have to use a fan, which is just blowing hot air at you. But luckily that's gonna last three days at best. The rest of the time, it's bloody freezing. And we deal with that with a combination of central heating 
And sometimes, when I was growing up, we had a gas fireplace. Now, a fireplace, they're not very popular anymore, but growing up, you'd have a little fire in your living room, uh, run by gas, and it'd make the room warm. Uh, or some people had like a real fire where you put coal on it or something like that. Um, maybe because I'm from a working class area, that were pretty normal. <laughs> but yeah, we'd have a fireplace to keep the living room warm, but that didn't help you if you're in any other room in the house. But most rooms in the UK have a radiator. Now this is a big metal thing that's attached to the wall, like a sheet of metal, and hot water runs through it and it makes the metal hot, right? So hot that if you touch it, you're gonna burn yourself. So don't touch it. And it makes some weird clunking noises sometimes. So I don't know why we have this, but it's connected to a big central water boiler that provides hot water to the house. And we have radiators. And that is a key way, going back to the beginning, of how we dry clothes in England. Cause you know, it's raining 360 days a year. So how are we washing and drying as clothes? We put them on a weird like wire rack thing, put it in front of radiator, whack radiator on, and there you go. In you know six hours, you've got some pretty toasty clothes. And it is basically how, how it's done. Now, centrally in, it's not the most efficient way to do this, but growing up, that was really, really normal for me. And yeah, radiators, when I came to Japan and we hadn't got them, I found it a bit strange, like, where's radiator? Where do, am I going to dry my clothes? Well, they use aircon, because in Japan, the air conditioning provides the heating and the cooling. In England, we've got different systems for both. We don't have cooling, and the heating is just red hot or off. There's no in-between, and that's why British people always complain about being too hot or too cold. Um, we just complain, not really about hot or cold. We just enjoy a good winch. So there you go, some weird stuff about British houses that's normal for British people, but probably is pretty weird for you. If you've ever visited a UK house, what did you think were weird? Let me know down in the comments. I'd love to hear what you think. If you listen on Spotify or whatever, you can put the question and answer section down there. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you think is weird about British houses. If you want to get the transcript for this episode, totally free, dancenseenglish.com. Link is in the show notes. While you're there, why not get the free vocabulary cheat sheet that goes with this episode? Totally free. Put the email in the link below. I'll send it you right now. Along with my British English slang guide. Totally for free. I can't give you any more free stuff in this episode. Uh, so make sure you do that. If you want to support the podcast and what I'm doing, check out my Patreon. That's patreon.com slash dansensei. I'd appreciate it. But if not, thanks for listening today. And I'll catch you in the next one.